What it do, baby? Welcome into episode one of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm your host, Eric Stenholm, along with my esteemed co-host, Mr. Joey Moore. Uh, we've known each other for over a decade. We've been in basically one giant uh, NFL text stream for that entire time that never stopped. I'm ready to roll, man. This has been a crazy week, a crazy season. You guys got C-Mac, all, all this, you know, insane stuff going on this week. How are you doing? How are you holding up after today's games? Well, it doesn't feel great, baby, right now. But, um, yeah, uh, like I said uh, before we started, um, if we did this about a couple hours ago, don't know if we would have got this off the ground. I was ready to just pack it in, fold up shop. But you know what? Nothing like more football on Sunday night to get this uh, show back on the road. So, yeah, got some takes, ready to fire them off for yeah. the uh, for our fans to hear, you know. Yeah, our fan, singular, not not plural yet, but we're hoping to get there at some point. As you can tell, uh, Mr. Moore is a huge 49ers fan uh, and had a rough day today. I had a glorious bye week as a Minnesota Vikings fan, um, especially getting to watch Aaron Rodgers get the absolute shit kicked out of him. Who doesn't like that? Um, yeah, who doesn't like watching that? So let's get into week seven, man, and we have to start with the most important story of the week, Christian McCaffrey traded to your San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it ended up being, what was it, a two, a three, a four, and then an additional five? Yeah, next year, 24. Back when we first get our, we get our, uh, when we pay off our debt to Miami for Trey Lance, uh, <laughs> we're also going to have more debt uh, in 24. But, uh, yeah, man, um, you know, like, I was thinking about it, like in PE, middle school, or like even in high school, like, those cool positions, like everyone likes quarterback, but everyone wants to be a receiver and a running back. Mm-hmm. And seeing like a sweet running back, no matter how painfully worthless they seem to be in the NFL sometimes now, like it was it was exciting. And then yeah. you read the you read the thread, good old Shefty, it's like, okay, he's traded. And then he always puts out the trade in one in one tweet. And mm-hmm. then the compensation's in the next one. And then mm-hmm. it just doesn't stop. It's like a two, a three. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I think that's what Von Miller was. I think the Rams, that's what they gave up last year for Von right. Miller. I'm like, okay. And it's like Impact a four. Impact player, yeah. It's like a four. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, and a five. I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. And, like, this isn't like basketball. Well, basketball's only got two rounds, but hockey. Like, fifth rounder, like, the Niners have gotten Kittle in the fifth round. They got Hafunga in the fifth round. Like, those are not mm-hmm. just, like throw them away picks and those are those are at bats those are swings you get to take that yeah like you know we've seen the rams go totally like um as the wonderful shirt said fuck them picks like (laughs) you're seeing that now like they can't block stafford they can't protect him they can't they're they're starting granted no one cares they won the super bowl but (laughs) like those fifth rounders those fourth thirds i mean they they like They've got Ben Skoranek playing like 80% of their snaps. Some people are like, oh, whatever, do what it takes. I'm like, okay, okay, well, when we're starting practice squad guys all over the field, like this will be why. And, yeah, for so many people saying it's such a perfect fit, it's such a perfect fit. Well, you'd think it would be, but it's also a perfect fit being the most injured player ever, playing on the most Mm -hmm. injured team ever. And it just doesn't – like – I'm shocked he played as well as he did today. I mean, he only mm-hmm. think had 62 scrimmage yards, but 
Stanford product. I mean, learned something pretty quickly. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, am I a little nervous? Hell yeah, I'm nervous with what they what they gave up. We still can't protect, you know, because we got big old 69 Big Mike out there, right tackle. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's... An it's absolute a, liability guarantee for a couple holdings a game. Cone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the consensus around the league is, yes, this is a perfect fit. Yes, this is like adding a second Debo. The Niners are a contender. But more so than any other Niners fans I talk to, you are most concerned with, you look at the Rams and what they gave up for guys like Beckham and Von Miller, and now you look at their roster. Had they lost the Super Bowl last year or not even gotten there, we'd be talking about, is McVay going to leave? Is this tire fire just not redeemable? But because they won last year, they're getting a little bit of a, of a they're getting off easy I mean, uh, for, through the first few weeks. They get a lot of leeway because they won. Uh, they, I mean, it, it's just like if, if Joukowsky Tart catches that pick, if Tampa, oh. if Tampa, if Tampa, I mean, in the, in the divisional round, if Tampa makes that comeback, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, well, Arizona, they obliterated Arizona, but <laughs> if if the Bengals, like, I mean, it's totally different story. And like in one year, Aaron Donald almost retired. Sean McVay's yeah. one conversation away from going to the press, or the you know, to call a game for like a hundred yeah. million dollars. Yeah. And and Stafford looks like he might need. I mean, they're talking about Tommy John for a bit. He quickly goes right. downhill. And right. it's, it's like, okay, huge, huge move for Trey Lance, huge move for Christian McCaffrey. It better work. All those, all those pictures we saw all week, like, can this offense be stopped? Can this offense be stopped? And, like, we're scoring, like, 17 points a game, guys. Like, yeah. Like, let's, let's, let's turn touchdown field goals into touchdowns before we talk about maybe, like, being a pretty good offense. Field goals didn't yeah, you win. wonder you wonder what this offense would look like if it was still Mike McDaniel there. Now that it's just Kyle, yeah, it's there's a lot that they got to solve and they got to solve it quickly. Especially they got a game at the Rams next week, which we will get into later. Uh, let's talk about a little of the uh, events that happened today, starting with the goat, Mister Forty Five Year Old, oldest starting quarterback in the history of the NFL, Tom Brady absolutely listless today in a 21-3 loss to the Panthers. I am as big of a Brady homer for a non-Patriots or Bucks fan as there is. I love that the guy just keeps going and going and is just like hell-bent on greatness at all costs. By all accounts, a good teammate. Greatest player in the history of the NFL. But did he stay one year too long? Is this the year from hell? Should Tom have come back? I'm really starting to wonder that. If you lose to P.J. Walker by 18 points, should you really be there? I'm a little worried, Joey. Do you know who is worried? Tom Brady. I don't think he <laughs> I don't think he risked his entire family, his marriage, to lose by 18 to the Carolina Panthers. There's He has to be thinking it. He, yeah. I mean... Like you said, I've grown to love and appreciate Tom Brady, you know, as he's gotten older, a lot like Tiger Woods. And I think mm-hmm. people, like you said, appreciate the fact that he seems, for, for every reason he has to be not like us, he's so mm-hmm. like us that this is all he cares about. Mm-hmm. And it might be the time where he's like, uh, I, uh-oh. I think I, yeah. like, like... You know, there all comes a point when reality hits and like, yeah, you know, this isn't it. And he, he 
sadly, I guess for him, might be on the verge of losing his wife, you know, his kids. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and cry for Tom Brady. He'll he'll be fine, but there's no way he's not on the sideline once he throws a tablet after he's ripped his offensive line being like, I could be in the Bahamas right now with mm-hmm. my wife and kids or like, you know, investing his money somewhere. I don't know. Right. Eating a kale ice cream sandwich. I don't, like, <laughs> this can't be fun. And I know they, I mean, they were dealt with a ton of injuries on the offensive line. Right. Like, even in training camp. But today, I mean, Mike Evans played. Nice yeah. catch. I mean, drop. Yeah. Oof. First, like, first offensive play of the game. That was a killer. Like it's not, and I, I, he still looks like, from what I've seen, he looks like he could, I mean, he still's got an arm. He still can throw. Yeah. His mind still works. But his, his greatest quality might be the ability to, you know, lead a team like he he looks defeated. He looks yes mentally defeated, and I the body language is different right now than it has ever been for Brady. I mean, he's pouted at times, but it's been like five weeks in a row where he just looks he absolutely looks sad. miserable. Yeah, like being mad and and like he's starting to he's starting. To, I think he feels a little. I think the apathy is kicking in. I I think he's right. like. I think it'd look really bad if he just said, I'm going to retire, but... Right. I mean, last year he's coming off mind. of... He's 44. He's, I think he was, at that point, the second oldest starting quarterback ever. He puts up 5,000 yards, finishes second in the MVP, almost goes back to the Super Bowl. He was really close to beating the Rams in that game and then hosting the NFC Championship. So it was like, it was all there for him. It really feels like there was this moment in the off season where someone told him, hey, this is kind of the perfect time to go out. And he said, sure. And then for whatever reason, that itch got him. And now he's got to be thinking, what have I done? I, we'll never know. But I, I really want to know what brought him back. He had that, like, I don't know that. I don't know if he put it on his Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Mm. I think it was after, like, I don't know, maybe something. Oh, it was after, I think, that 10-day or two-week break in camp. Right. Where he was like, you know, he put out this video like, why, why am I back? He's like, oh, this, you know, why waste this arm or whatever? And mm-hmm. I'm like, what, do you, what, do, you, what do you have to prove, man? Like, I, yeah. like, yeah, it works, but I don't know. Like, No one's ever going to touch any of his records. You know, Mahomes would have to play to 45 and, and you I know, tried to, win I, five more Super Bowls. It's just not going to happen. Like you probably did. I try to convince myself, like, he's coming back because he loves it. And that's why we love him. Like, there's just, I just yeah. love playing football. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I look at his numbers. He was today. He was thirty-two of forty-nine. I mean, not great, but that's mm-hmm. it's fine. Better than I mean, it's fine. He threw for two ninety. Imagine mm-hmm. if Mike Evans catches the ball. I mean, that's looking at three sixty. Yeah. And a touchdown. He threw no picks. Like he's not terrible. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, three points. I know Carolina's defense isn't terrible. It's three points in a game where they were favored by 13 on the road is really rough. Let's pivot to another team who was favored on the road. Uh, The Green Bay Packers, my arch nemesis. This is the lowest point for the Packers in at least five years since uh, Rodgers broke his collarbone and missed a big chunk of, uh, I believe that was the 2017 season. Uh, We're looking at it right now and we're like, 
I have the Vikings essentially already clinched the division. I know I'm yes. putting myself out there to like knock on wood and oh my god, what have I done? How could I say that? Or five and one. Packers are three and four. Lions and Bears are a complete afterthought. Rodgers is steaming on the sideline. He's feuding with his coaches. They just lost to Taylor Heineke. Like when you watch he, the Packers, look at his, is it, you see his second it, half numbers. They Rodgers? No, Heineke. Oh, Heineke. Like. I, I mean, he I could just, be better than were, Wentz. I, yeah, I, I texted you right when the game started. I'm like, okay, well, Carson Wentz has had a good day. And then the second half happened. Yeah. And he was like he was 16 of 20, 23 for like 230 or something. And oh, the, the long I'll, I'll throw let you, to McLaurin. I want you to take this one because, you know, I, being a Vikings The long fan, throw to McLaurin to- was, was everything for me. So I watch that play. I see immediately after the touchdown, everybody's celebrating. They go to the sideline. Fifteen different Washington players come over to Heineke and just start pointing at him like, this is the man. Like, this is our guy. And that I was like, matters. oh, my God. Yeah, that stuff really does matter. And then you look at the other sideline, and Aaron Rodgers is just even more so than Brady. I, like, he does not want to be there. I will get into it, but we're going to talk. We're going to be a big body language podcast. And his, we're body language guys. I, you know, you know, like you said, we, college buddies. Remember that college class I took three times, psychology. <laughs> uh-huh. well, I, got, I got good at it, so I can read some body language. And Aaron Rodgers has got a big fat F minus. And <laughs> like I said, I'll get into it. And in, you know, in one of the segments, but uh, yeah, he he looks beyond miserable, and it, yeah. it's. Tom Tom Brady yelling at his offensive line feels less disrespectful than some of Aaron Rodgers' body language on mm-hmm. the field on the sideline, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's why is it always somebody else's fault, Aaron? Right, You're making fifty right. million dollars a year. Yeah, figure maybe. It out. Maybe perhaps taking a little bit less than the absolute max so that your team could be decent around you is. You know, the it's more like, prudent move when you've already made, you know, three, four hundred million dollars. Tom Brady would say so. I think a lot of the other veteran quarterbacks in the league would say so. Let's pivot to something a little more positive here because we've been dumping on everybody. The Giants are six and one. I don't know if you caught much of that game against the Jags, but that's a team that's just really well coached. And I'm like super shocked. And then the Jets are five and two. Uh, they beat Denver. It was Brett Rippon, not Russell Wilson. Yet another snooze fest involving the genius Nathaniel Hackett and his offensive game planning. But, I mean, the Giants and Jets out of nowhere look like they're both legitimate playoff contenders, especially the Giants. I would say right now Dayball probably the front runner for Coach of the Year, but you and your your boy, your one of your favorite people in the entire NFL, Robert Sala, you got to be loving this. Shout out, Bobby Sala. Missed you today. <laughs> Um, Forty-four bomb dropped on the Niners. I don't think I don't think Bobby would have allowed that. No, that that's harsh. D'Amico's been unreal. Anyways, sidebar of that <laughs> conversation. Um, I I thought the Jets. I think they're a year early. I thought they had an unreal draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting Sauce Sauce, the greatest name in the NFL. Yeah, Sauce yeah. Garrett Wilson in the top ten. Brees Halls is a stud. Hopefully he's not out for long, but it sounds like he might have hurt his knee done for the year. But yeah. And I know they played not the greatest quarterback situation in Denver, but a win is a win on the road. 
it's impressive. It's very impressive. The Giants I'm a little more shocked about just because I did not think Saquon was going to get anywhere near back to where he is right now. Right. Um, Brian Dayball, yeah. I mean, it, it pays to that- hire a good coach, pays to hire a good offensive coach. I mean, it reminds me, like, you know, bring it back local. Yeah, Harbaugh came in. It's like, yeah, I love Alex Smith. Great guy. Turned him into a serviceable mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Brian Dayball could have been like, I mean, they were in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. Yep. What a disaster that would have been. Yep. You know, they could have had they could have had Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, they have a few New England guys on that uh, in that staff. There they were rumors had, with them and like Pickett. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, Daniel Jones has some skill. We're going to work with him. And Daniel Jones looks fine. Is he a superstar? No. But he he runs the offense. They're putting up points. Defense, defensive line is great. Thibodeau, he's – He's playing well, and yeah, I'd... New York. I is think bad. what we've, yeah, I mean, I think what we've seen from both of those coaches is they took these rosters, and instead of being one of those coaches who's it's who, who they're like, you have to fit into my system. We play my way. They looked at the roster they had and they said, this is the way we have to play to win. Especially they, Dayball. He goes, I have Daniel freaking Jones. We are going to run the living hell out of the ball, and it has worked to this point. And their defense has been really good with um, Martindale from Baltimore now coaching that defense. They're just blitzing on every down, and it's like pretty pretty fun to watch. Trevor Lawrence was miserable back there today. Yeah, I know Evan. I think Evan Neal went down and out. Hopefully, he's he's fine for the Giants. But yeah, I I I think the Giants have the best cornerback tandem in the league, possibly with Bradbury. He's playing well. The mm-hmm. yeah, I and I looked at their schedule. I told they're they're staring at nine and one if they, keep which this is up. insane. I mean, I they, believe their over under win total was five and a half. They've already passed it through seven weeks. They're looking at at least ten, maybe eleven wins. In that division, it's pretty incredible. Sticking in that division, Philly uh, off this week, Dallas won. You got a 6-0 and team, a 6-1 and team, and another 6-1 and team. So I don't think anybody is still so convinced of the Giants that they're like going to put them in the contenders. Kind of same with the Vikings. Is I mean, given the state of the 49ers, the Rams, the Packers, the Bucks, is it just a two-horse race between Philly and Dallas? At this point, like, is that an overreaction or are we looking at the NFC? The, the guard has changed. The Brady Rogers era is probably over. Are, are we at that point yet? Or do we want to give it a few more games where we're like, hey, we think they can write the ship? Oh, I think they're barbecue. I think they're toast. <laughs> I don't have I don't have the scar tissue you might have in the NFC North with the Vikings, but that is over. Like you oh. have a home, you have a home playoff game in that building behind you. It is over. Tampa. I don't know. Carolina's doing the worst tank job I've seen. One game out of first place. Yeah. I. <laughs> I this they just like I said. Body, this looks awful. It looks awful in those right. with those teams. I. The Rams. I kind of think shockingly they might. I still I still think they find a way to get. OBJ back that mm-hmm. will help won't help block they have they just can't they can't protect Stafford mm-hmm. and and especially against the Niners which we'll have that next week mm-hmm. we're gonna be hopefully uh, Armstead hopefully will be back for that game Kinlaw won't be but mm-hmm. 
I have serious concerns about their path. They had the worst left tackle in the league in Joe Noboom, and he's out for the season. So, well, if you have the worst and you replace him, what are you getting? So <laughs> Not much better. <laughs> but I, I still think the Rams, it's, it's crazy to just feel like a more positive vibe with them than in right. Cheeseland and Tampa right. Bay feels like we just – we just had a funeral today for those teams, but yeah, I mean, we were talking earlier this week with Brady and Rogers being down, Wilson being way, way down. Um, basically, every team outside of Buffalo, Kansas City, and maybe Philadelphia seeming like they're at least either overachieving, mediocre, or bad. We were like, is the quality of the NFL product at like a low point right now? I was saying. I think it is. I think scoring is way down. I think the quarterback play is way down. I think offenses are way down because defenses have kind of picked up on some of the advances that the Shanahan's and McVeigh's and those types of guys have made in the past few years. You have a theory as to why the quality is down, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Everyone's hurt. <laughs> I, I mentioned to you that the first time, and you made it, you know, perfect sense just the way these guys are wired the diets everything is on a very very thin line of nutrition health juices like whether it's kale or other stuff but yeah i just everyone and they're not they're not like i mean yeah there's concussions they're not like the snapped leg like there hasn't been i mean correct me if i'm wrong Dak prescott there's been you know snapping his Trey Lance was bad, but like that. But I just they're they're the no contact today. J.C. Jackson running mm-hmm. and then just f- flops in the air. You're like, is what is yeah. he doing? And then it's like, not can't no weight, no weight on his leg. Like cart, you know. D.K. Metcalf today. That guy mm-hmm. looks like he came out of a like he was Hercules. He looks like Hercules. Yeah. And nope, like he he's hurt, and it's. It's it 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 feels like, you know, football's always been violent. Guys always going down, but it right. just feels like poor Chargers. You mm-hmm. know, I out everybody. You know, I've experienced it with you know the Niners. I'm sure the Vikings got guys down. Everybody does, and it's it's insane. I, my my thought too was that you got guys like now that are like George Kittle that are like. You know, they're 6'5", they're 260, but they run a 4'5". They're, like, super quick, super agile. It's like you don't see athletes like that in any other sport outside of, like, a few insane guys like Giannis in the NBA or whatever who are that big, that strong, that fast, that quick. It's like guys, soft tissue, ligaments, all this stuff, are just not holding up the way they used to because the game demands so much from them. I thought it's, it's been crazy this year. Literally every game you watch, you're like, oh, there's a Pro Bowl corner done for the year. There's a wide receiver who was like the difference maker for his team. Oh, he's out for six weeks. We're seeing a lot of that this year, and I think it's really crushing the quality of the game. I don't know what more can be done because obviously we want to see the absolute best athletes but man, it's getting crazy. You know, every game you're looking at, you're like, why is the total on this game 38 and a half? It's an NFL game with two decent quarterbacks. And then you look, oh, the entire offensive line is out this week because they all pulled a quad and tore a hammy. It's, it's getting pretty crazy. And I think you're totally right. It's pretty much exclusively due to injuries. I also think 
I think coaching has some. I think a little down. I don't. I don't know why, but I feel mm-hmm. like. I don't have any super fancy stats to back that up, but I just feel like the quality of coaching is down. I don't. Yeah. It. It. You know, we got Belichick. I know, like recently, you know, well, Tom Tomlin. You know, if he didn't have someone else besides Kenny Pickett, maybe be right. doing okay. But it's like a lot yeah. of Nat Hackett's in the league right now. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot of guys having to hire other guys to do their job. Like Hackett, I don't need someone to help me manage the clock. It seems like you should know how to do that. If you're the head coach, it seems like something you should be able to do. That's a good segue into you, your favorite segment that we're going to do here every week on the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week. Now, the background on this is Mr. Morse, uh, he subsists solely on Jack in the Box. This man has probably, you know, knocked their stock up more than any other human with his uh, frequent $20 meal for ones at Jack in the Box. Joey, who is your Jack in the Bum of the Week? Jack in the Box, if you're listening, call me. Business opportunity. But yes, I'm, I'm on their frequent fryer program. Um, this is going to sound, I text you, this This is going to sound a little blasphemous, but as I mentioned, it felt like a funeral today and I'll, I'll, Jack and the bums, we'll make it plural, plural. It's gotta be Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Let me start with it's incredible. Let me start with Tommy. Cause I feel like that's a less egregious bum. <laughs> You're 40, what is he, 45 years old? 45 years old. Graduated high school in 1995, for those of you scoring at home. That's a long time ago. He, (laughs) body language is terrible. The whole, like I said, we loved him because it's all he cared about was football. Last week, not to be a micromanager, misses the practice to attend good old Bobby Kraft getting married, I guess. Sounds fun. You know who didn't attend that? Bill Belichick won a game. You know who else didn't attend that? The lady from the uh, rub and tug down in South Florida uh, a few years ago. I guess she she was not in attendance. I didn't read that. Oh. Yeah, she didn't make it. Must have got lost in the mail. Sorry. He's. Body language is terrible. As much as we like the fire, ripping the offensive line, it looks bad. It looks bad. Three points against Carolina Panthers. Bad. Is bad. Bad. He's, I would not be shocked to wake up tomorrow morning and see he has retired. It, it, <laughs> it looks bad. He's bad. Like, it's just, we'll call it minor bum. Let me get to the major bum. In minor numbers. bum. Okay, got it. As I mentioned, why is everything... Not your fault. Fifty million dollars, and he. We subscribe to the whole. Your production better outweigh your distraction, right. and the distraction is 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 definitely overweighing, or the pr- production is way less than the distraction. Way less. All right. all off season. Devonte, he's doing the whole like petty thing. Well, you know, you know, Hall of Fame. You know, receiver to Hall of Fame receiver. Yeah, Alan Lazard. Yeah, how's that working out? It's not working (laughs) out. And I want to go back to the playoff game last year against Snyder. The play that I just, as much as I've watched, you know, highlights of that game, 
fun time. But <laughs> the third, it was like third and 12. And he just decides to one, two, three, Cancun it to Devontae Adams in double coverage in the snow. And Alan Lazard is like, I think I watched the TV on a 65-inch TV. There was nobody in red and white at the time of that playoff game on the TV. And he just doesn't look at it. He doesn't throw it. Like, you're a smart guy. You know he's open. You just choose not to throw it to him. Like, mm-hmm. there's guys now, like, the rookie receivers. As much as I can bag on Tom Brady, those receivers, like, he would take them out. We're going to get better. We're going to get better. We're going to pump it up. I remember when they won the Super Bowl, he named in his in his uh, ring ceremony speech, he named every single player on that roster in that entire – every single one of them mm-hmm. by name. Aaron Rodgers, I, does he know everyone on the team? Like, names? I, I just, Romeo Dobbs, he's probably like, uh, Brian? What's uh, like, no, I, I just – it's it's exhausting. I'm not even a Packer fan. It's exhausting. It It's just – it's so low level. It's so, like – if I'm if I'm Matt Lafleur, I I I don't know. He might retire too. Rogers, not Lafleur, <laughs> but he, I mean, he, I don't know. Jeopardy, I like. It's it's got like it's he's got such an NBA feel to him, and it's just it doesn't work in the NFL. It does not work, and it's catch it's caught up to him. I mean, I love mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. I think he's obviously future Hall of Fame receiver, but holy hell, like mm-hmm. it shouldn't be this this bad and uh, like oh uh, yeah under LaFleur they had three three and four losses in each of the last three seasons this year they already got four and they are going to Buffalo next week so good Make luck with that yeah just <laughs> let's uh, let, put that in let's, pen oh uh, yeah put it yeah sharpie if the if yeah. Rogers wins that one I will officially be worried if he loses it as we're expecting Pretty much time to put the nail in the coffin, which makes me so happy as a Vikings and, and fan. And there, there, there will be something this week, like Aaron Rodgers centered. I don't know. It's going to be something because he, he has to know they're going to go to Buffalo and just get shoved around. Oh yeah. So yeah, he he said in his post game presser today, he's like, "This is actually a good spot for us. Nobody expects us to win next week. Let's see what we're made of. Let's see, Aaron. Let's see what we're made of." Didn't next he week. just like two weeks ago, like? In the in the post game presser, like get on Jair Alexander for saying something about potentially losing the next week. What was that, Aaron? Yeah, I, yeah. Way to be a leader. Way to way to be a leader. Calling out maybe your best player on your defense, and it's it's really falling apart there. And I think Lafleur's done a good job the last three years of keeping it together, while Roger has Rogers has kind of he he morphed gets, into a bit of a diva. But Lafleur gets he gets he gets like. He has his detractors saying, like, oh, anyone can win with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's the case. I absolutely mm-hmm. do not think that's the case. He's got to be just a complete nut job, like, <laughs> throughout the week and in the offseason. Like, it's just – he can't be – and I've defended him because, like, obviously, look at the way he's throwing the football in his career. But, mm-hmm. like, like, eventually the way you treat people in the building catches up. And I, th- I think if you had a heart-to-heart with – Lafleur, he'd be like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, he drafted him. He's probably like, I'm getting a little tired of having to deal with this guy. Uh, let, let's put Week Seven in the rear view and let's look ahead towards Week Eight. So every week on the pod, we're gonna look at the next week's games. We're gonna guess what we think the betting lines are, and then uh, 
I'll reveal the actual line. They were just posted just after the third quarter ended in the Sunday night game. So I got those down. I've got my guesses. I'll throw it over to Joey for his guess. We'll reveal the actual guess. And if we're, like, way off, maybe that's a betting opportunity. I listen to quite a few podcasts where they do this same exercise, and at the end they'll be like, okay, there were three or four where, God, maybe I thought Arizona was going to be a seven-point favorite. They're only a a three-and-a-half. That's a good price to buy it at. So let's see what we can get out of this, starting with Thursday Night Football, which, thank the Lord, is a quality football game for the first time in a month. Bezos has to be furious. Ooh, now that's a spicy take. Is it? (laughs) Baltimore at Tampa Bay, an MVP against another MVP, and Mr. Moore, you say, is it a good game? Did you see Tampa today? <laughs> the and GOAT against Lamar on Thursday night when, when you've had to watch Wentz and Fields and God knows who well, the last few weeks? Those are so bad on the Richter scale, those don't even reach it. So this is like a regular just – I mean, bad is a strong word, but it it doesn't look as appetizing as it did when the schedule came out. Let's just say that. Yeah, I will tell you that. That's for sure. So I and, looked at this game. It's in Tampa. I said Baltimore minus one. What did you go with? Minus three and a half, Baltimore. It's actually minus one. I hit it on the nose. I'm thinking that's something we look at there. Baltimore minus one. Probably not really a reason to buy Tampa at this point. We'll look at that later in my uh, You Like That five picks of the week. Definite possibility there. Next game on the schedule in London. God help the people of London who are subjected to this game. Denver versus Jacksonville. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence against probably Russell Wilson. I think the odds makers are expecting Russell Wilson to start. Even so, I still think Jacksonville's minus three. It's a kind of a de facto home game for them. I guess they've built a little bit of a uh, a fan base there. What are you going with? Yeah, it's the London Jaguars. They mm-hmm. go there. Uh, they go there. Feels like every year, whenever they go to Europe, pre pre uh, pandemic. But yeah, I got Jacksonville minus four and a half. I don't care who's a quarterback for Denver. You got it right on the nose. It is four and a half. I was surprised to see it that high, but that just goes to show you, like. Vegas sees what we all see. The Broncos are irredeemable. I mean, if you're playing like that on offense for for seven <laughs> weeks in a row, I don't, it's not going to get better. I don't them. see it getting better. Everyone's yeah. seen them. All the bad part, they're, they're Denver. All of them. Yeah. And and you know you are you're way more of the more gambling uh, picks and all that you know sharp more than I am. But I factored in at least in my predictions that like what the fans go and I and if the fans are wouldn't put these bets that make that impact Vegas's odds like I think fans are like whether you're a Denver fan or Denver hater like you're going there like I'm I hate watching them I hate mm-hmm. watching you like Jacksonville like I, I think that's why I think it got up to minus four and a half I do I think the Jack I mean if everyone is healthy I think Denver's probably better despite how poor Russ has been mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, imagine going from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson. I think the the vibes are a lot better. And although Trevor Lawrence has been, uh, no one wants to say it, but uh, yeah, uh, there's been a lot of chatter about is he a bust? I believe he's five and nineteen now as a starter. We probably need to start having that conversation if we get to the end of the season and he's you know 
six and eleven and no highlight plays. I was watching team. that game today. Yeah, I don't I don't see any highlight plays there from him. I see a pretty decent core and a pretty decent head coach and a guy who's just kind of not making the big plays. So, um, somebody sent me a um a video of, of his like pregame. I don't know if it was against Washington pregame like speech to the team, which is usually done. You know, Tom Brady gets the boys fired up. I mean, usually like you know, like the Niners usually Fred Warner. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is for the Vikings, but the team's like, let's get the boys fired up. Anybody but Kirk. Yeah, that's our <laughs> yeah. You like that? Trevor Lawrence's pregame huddle speech made me I think I wanted to run through an open door. It <laughs> it not run through a brick wall. No, it the door was open and there was a guy like the airplane waving you in. <laughs> and I <laughs> Great hair, Trevor, I've, but uh, I've heard I a lot you, of that I have too. you red flagged about with that. It's not. It wasn't all Urban Meyer. It's, I mean, most of it obviously was Urban Meyer, but we've heard some things. The guy's not used to losing. He went basically undefeated all of high school and all of college. He comes to the NFL. He experiences some growing pains, and he's not handling handling it all that well. Uh, let's move to the 10 a.m. window on Sunday. First game, Carolina at Atlanta. Probably not a game a lot of folks are going to have circled. I got Atlanta minus six. Well, I came away super impressed with Atlanta, you know, once they beat the brakes off of us. But, uh, yeah, I got, uh, yeah, minus six and a half, Atlanta. Two in a row for you, it is six and a half. That's probably a no-go for me. That feels like about the right number. I think Carolina had their Super Bowl today. I would not be shocked if Atlanta ran away with it, and I would not be shocked if Carolina won by three. Feels pretty fair if there. If I was a betting man, I if it, I might take the fight in P.J. Walker's. Plus six and a half. I bet you that'll go up, too. I feel like that'll go up because the consensus on Carolina is that they stink. They were 13-point home underdogs they have today. Real, they, I mean, their defense is good. Steve Wilkes think uh, he got the, got the boys going. I'm, 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 not, I'm not a player. I know it's hard to jack-of-the-box doesn't make me an NFL player. But uh, I think the boys might be a little more fired up to play for P.J. Walker than they are for Baker Mayfield. I, and there's some rumors of Baker Mayfield and possibly Sam Darnold being ready to come back in. Whoever they're throwing out there, this I mean, isn't their Brian, year. Brian Burns, great play. J.C. Horn, they have players on defense. Divisional yeah, they just game. need a QB. Yeah, I'm thinking they probably need to be unproud for Stroud or whatever the, the new phrase is uh, for who you're tanking for this year. They're probably the chief tankers right now, them in Houston. Uh, let's take a look at Chicago at Dallas. Really impressed with Dallas today, who like clearly in the first half had nothing. Like they were came out completely flat, responded in the second half, completely shutting down a, a Lions offense that had been really good to this point. I'm starting to think Dallas might actually be pretty good at six and one. I put them at minus ten for this game against the fight in Justin Fields's. I have it a bit lower at minus seven and a half for Dallas, only because this was one of the games I did watch start to finish. Because uh, as we'll get into, I don't, I'm not a, not a subscriber to Red Zone, but this was on. So watch this start to finish. Dak Prescott struggled big time, and uh, a lot yeah, of rust I there. Just, I Vegas is I, expecting I him be, to come back to form, though. They they do have it at minus ten, the full ten. Yeah, I mean, I'd be more interested in what the over-under is because I might put it at 
17 and a half. <laughs> it, it's definitely going to be a low total. I got to look that up. That's that's one to look at. Any game with Minus Justin 10. Fields, yeah, is going to be an under. That is a lot of points. Uh, we'll move on to Miami at Detroit. Miami coming off a 16-10 win on Sunday Night Football that we just watched. Um, they looked fine. I think Tua probably had three or four picks that were dropped, so his stat line looks a lot better than the visual performance actually did. But they're going to Detroit. Uh, Dan Campbell revenge game, maybe. I don't know. I have Miami minus two and a half. My boy Mike McDaniel, I got him minus five and a half. Five and a half. It is three and a half, actually. So you are a little bit higher on Miami than the consensus there. I thought they probably could have won by two touchdowns today. They also probably could have lost with a couple of those two passes getting dropped by Pittsburgh defenders. Um, not a huge um, Detroit guy. I, I kind of did buy in when I watched Hard Knocks. I was like, man, Campbell's a guy. He's got these guys playing fired up. And then they came out in the first six weeks. It was the same thing that we always see from the Lions. They choke it away in the fourth quarter, or they're down 24, and they just rally their asses off to only lose by three. It's like, I see the same exact team. I think Miami might be a, a look there for us this week uh, at that cheap price of three and a half when you expected five and a half. Let's go to New Orleans uh, Raiders at New Orleans. I had it at minus three. Raiders were were great today. Uh, they in the fourth quarter just completely dominated Houston. They needed that win. They needed that uh, eighteen point win today. Uh, Raiders at New Orleans. What do you got? Yeah, Josh Jacobs is rolling. I got Vegas minus three and a half. So this one was a surprise to me. This is Raiders minus two. And uh, in some places, it's minus one and a half, which I was surprised. So that's one that I'm going to definitely look at. I think the Raiders are two and four. It's it's just not an actual two and four. They they probably could have won at least two of those games that they lost. I think they're probably the either third or second best team in their division. They just had a few tough breaks. Uh, and as you said on Thursday, New Orleans is a tire fire. Right I had now. that wrong. Before the season, I thought the Saints would be sneaky pretty good. But again, shocker, Michael Thomas is not playing. He's hurt. <laughs> Kamara's missed some games. Jameis has missed some games. Not a huge Jameis guy, but probably better than what I saw Thursday night from the Red Rifle. More like yeah. the Red Water Pistol at this point. It's not yeah. really uh, coming out like it used to. Yeah, I just – but Dome's always tough. Probably yeah, you should, never know. Probably shouldn't be this year, but – and, yeah, I mean, Vegas should be better than their record. I Yeah, I – If Waller comes back for that game, I really like the Raiders. They they have to win that game. If, I, mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe Dennis Allen is still bitter. I don't know. Uh, there's another one. There's another one. There's a Dennis Allen revenge game. I just don't think New Orleans has it. I think their season's over. I think the Raiders still, despite being 2-4, and four, they have a shot. I think they'll come out fired up for that one. Uh, New England at the Jets. This game, after maybe two weeks, if I saw this on the schedule, I would have been like, ugh. Now it's like going to be a really good game. This is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, this is a big game. This is, this is two teams that are battling for second behind Buffalo, but I think both of these teams can make the playoffs, and I definitely didn't think that before the season started. Uh, New England minus two was what I went with. I have Jets minus two and a half. And here's Jets like I, minus two and like a half. Like I said, like I said, I think, I think people are, you know, I, I think they're 
drinking the Jets Kool-Aid. I really do. I, I think the people want to see Bill and uh, the big bad, you know, Death Star up there lose. I mm-hmm. Well. Not a terrible guess. The, it's actually New England minus one. But you would think this is going to move depending on what happens tomorrow night. It probably night, does night game. move once the Brees Hall news, news comes out. I, I think I forgot that when I made that pick but yeah i mean jets at home this is actually going to be a sneaky good game but you were off on the line by three and a half points so this could be a buy for you uh on the jets uh we'll take a look at that later next one the final game of the 10 a.m window pittsburgh at philly i actually thought kenny pickett was pretty good in that game we just watched like yes there were a couple pretty egregious picks but a lot of poise for a guy who was just pressured all night I, I didn't really expect much from him this season or at all in his career um, I didn't really think he should have been picked in the first round but I was impressed with him today um, despite that I think Philly's actually probably the, the third best team in the NFL I know Vegas odd ma- odds makers are way lower on them than the general consensus with them being undefeated I did Philly minus 13 that's high I, I have Philly eight and a half. It's Philly minus my, ten. My my like first thing is like, oh yeah, Philly by thirty. But then yeah, you watch Pittsburgh and they're for the most part, other than the Buffalo game, they're they're in it. You know, Tomlin, good coach, but in Philly the the fourth quarter was bad. Last couple it drives was bad. was bad for Kenny Pickett. And I just think in Philly, you know, Pittsburgh. I know this could, this could be travel, a bow race. I, yeah, I, 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 it might be another Buffalo. Philly coming off a bye. That's that's another thing. Philly off a bye. Pittsburgh just played on Sunday night. JJ or uh, TJ Watt probably not going to be back for that game. I like Philly big. Uh, next, we're moving to the 1 p.m. window. A craptastic game, Tennessee at Houston. Uh, don't need to go much into this one. Tennessee won today uh, at Indy, and they're kind of in the driver's seat in that division, which is just horrendous. I got Tennessee minus four and a half. Yeah, I had, I have Tennessee minus five and a half, and we can move on. Yeah, it's minus four. <laughs> I don't think anyone is going to be betting that game. Uh, any bookmaker that sees someone come in and that wants to bet on that game will be like, absolutely, window's open. Uh, no idea what's going on there. Here's an interesting one. Washington coming off a big win. They're all of a sudden three and four. And in the NFC, that gets you like tied for fourth because only three teams have a winning record. Washington out of nowhere. And they're going at Indy, who was awful again today, who just physically cannot score points. I had it at Indy minus three still, given that it's Heineke, that it's on the road. Indy minus three. Yeah, I, I have Indy minus one. They're bad. Washington's bad. I This is surprising to me. It's minus five for Indy, and some places it's minus five and a half, which is insane. Can they score five thing. points? That you know? Yeah, I Huh? That that made no sense huh? to me. It must be just preseason expectations. If, Maybe if, they're if thinking you if you would have told me the line, what was it you said five? Five. Five or five and at five. If you told me the line was minus five and I had to pick a team, I probably would have said Washington. 
That's, that's, I mean, they're probably assuming Taylor is good to go next week. Shaq Leonard comes back. But even then, I mean, that offense is not scoring right now. The offensive line that they, I think it's the highest paid offensive line in football. Quentin Nelson's making 20 million a year. And all the advanced stats say that offensive line is just a tire fire right now. And that was like the identity of their team. I don't, I don't like Indy going forward. I can't believe that line's at five. Uh, next one we're going to. The six and one Giants at the four and three Seahawks. Nobody on earth saw that coming. This is actually a really good game. It's probably the best game of the Sunday, like early window, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. for us out here on the West Coast. Um, I said Seattle minus two and a half at home. I had Giants minus two and a half. So I... the line is Seattle minus two and a half, which when I saw your guess, I immediately thought, you know what? It would make sense for the Giants to be favored here with the way they've been playing. But I they're really think... buying into the Geno hype. Seahawks minus two and I... a half. Yeah, a couple things. <laughs> I just think I just think people who aren't super dialed into the NFC West still think, even look at their record in Seattle, be like, they're garbage. And I, that's, I, that's why I just think I thought all the bets might be coming on the Giants. Dayball, New York team, like rolling 6-1. and one. Seattle's good. Pete and Gino are that got, mad okay, respect. So we they don't said, have a they segment said, for this, s- but Ke- Kenneth Walker, that is the best running back I have seen come into the league in maybe two or three years. Maybe since, I don't even know, maybe since Henry. I mean, this guy is a machine. I watched him the last two weeks since Rashad Penny went down, and I'm like, I see, and this is the biggest possible compliment a Vikings fan can give, I see a little bit of young Adrian Peterson there. I mean, this dude is an absolute stud, and Pete Carroll, all he wants to do is give the running back the ball, and, I mean, Geno's playing great. I'm, I'm as shocked as anybody. Gino, Gino throws a pretty ball. Like I, it's it's weird because, yeah, I mean before Kenneth Walker, Rashad Penny, I believe ran for, he's still running in Detroit. <laughs> like, you know they we the Niners played them week two and the score the final score is twenty seven seven, and it could have been thirty to nothing because the only touchdown they got was a blocked field goal attempt that mm-hmm. was like a twenty seven yarder, so mm-hmm. like it was could have been thirty to nothing. They had a couple bad turnovers that made it worse, but and like the Niners are three and four, but like who is Seattle scoring all over all over the yard? Pete, as much as I I, I hate the colors, hate 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 everything about Seattle. I hate them a little bit less. They they don't have wrestle wrestle anymore. <laughs> but there's something so organic, so pure about them mm. saying. No, we're going to go back to what we do, Seattle Seahawks football, and it's working. And it, again, I don't care how many how many accolades Russ had. You can't tell me that that offense and that team isn't thrilled to run out through a wall for Geno Smith right now. It's they say the it's in, impeccable vibes in that building right now. Everybody wanting to prove Russell wrong, and it's been kind of They're a dream situation. They, they, for, they said they said absolutely. Screw the tank job. Like, who's to say they don't win it? I 
I still they're leading the West through seven weeks. It's insanity. I, I've it's one of the best stories of the year. Uh, let's go to Sunday Night Football: Packers at Bills. Um, I had Bills minus thirteen. I think they could win by like thirty points. This could be like the nail in the coffin for the Packers. Uh, but you went lower than that. What, what's your guess? Again, my theory is there's just a lot of Packer fans all over the world. Maybe they just, I don't know, ate too much cheese this week, put money on the team, brings the blind down. You, my my head tells me Buffalo minus 30. But, <laughs> yeah, I, Buffalo, my, I got Buffalo minus 7.5. I, I have no, no reason to believe that that game won't be at least two scores in Buffalo. So it's minus 10, it's minus 10 and a half. That is definitely going up. Um, ten and a half seems a little bit cheap there, but that's the game for the Packers. I mean, I mean that I'm, might be the season right there. So I kind of actually am inclined to look at the the Packers there. But man, that is pretty nuts uh, with the way the Packers are playing right now. That they are coming off probably their worst three game stretch of the Rodgers era, and then boom, you got to go at Buffalo in prime time. Um, Cincinnati at Cleveland on Monday Night Football, a real freaking barn burner, any game that involves Cleveland. Um, I got Cincinnati minus two and a half. I was absolutely stunned by the first half performance by Joe Burrow today. That was probably the best I've seen any quarterback play this year. I believe he had 344 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. Um, incredible by Burrow today, and I think he's on a roll. Uh, Cincinnati minus two and a half on the road. Yeah, I got a Joey B minus three and a half. And it's three. Uh, It sounds about right, and I think that'll probably go up. Cleveland's whole plan was, can we get to the Deshaun Watson week at, like, whatever it is, five and six or six and six? They ain't getting there. They're two and five. Narrator, they did not. They did not. They're in big trouble. So when we do guessing lines, we're always going to go with our two teams last. Uh, Let's start with the Vikings. Uh, They're hosting Arizona next week. Uh, I am pumped for this game because I get to finally, you know, root against Kyler Murray the way that you do every week. Uh, he's one of your least favorite it's one, players. One of I my love. favorite things to do every week. Oh, I love when I get the text from you I, about I'm look at Kyler's big, stat line. I'm not a big, uh, you know, as much video game anymore, but I'm pretty sure Call of Duty's out now. <laughs> Which means the line should move in the Vikings' favor with a new Call of Duty out. Kyler's going to be really sidetracked there. I got Vikings minus four. I have, yeah, I got Vikings minus four and a half. I, yeah, off so a it's, buy. It's, yeah, it's five, and I think it's five because of the buy. I think they're expecting the Vikings to come out and hit him in the mouth early and do the same. Yes. Look at look at look at Joey doing the skull chant. Any, it's anything, because anything anything to uh, to make uh, Cliff and Kyler and Steve Kime and. J.J. Watt, just have a great old Sunday next week. <laughs> the pettiness level, unparalleled. These two guys hosting this podcast, all petty. Anything that goes wrong with Aaron Rodgers no or Kyler Murray, or exactly, you know, Stafford, whoever, you're always, we're always petty. Let's move to the Niners game. Um, Niners at Rams. I had Rams by three. I got Rams minus one. Look out, folks. San Francisco minus one and a half on the road. 
I was stunned when I well, saw that. I am road, all in, over all the Rams. On the road, in quotes. Yeah, in quotes. Pra- practice That's another silent, thing. Practice your silent count this week. Every time I look at a Rams game or a Chargers game, I always say, oh, they're at home, so probably minus three. And then I remember they're never at home. This is going gonna to be a sea of red. Let's uh, Now that we're done with our guessing lines, let's just do a quick state of the teams. We just went over uh, the Niners line for next week. Obviously, they're going to have probably a significant home field advantage next week. How are you feeling going into week eight? You're three and four. You came off a tough game against Kansas City going into Los Angeles. It sure seems when we get spanked that the next week we have the Rams, just the way that works, just last few years. And it's no different. And as as bad as today felt in the second half, and it was bad. <laughs> little nugget here saw this thanks to little ESPN notification. It was the worst defensive performance in the Kyle and John era. Gave up 9.1 yards per play. The worst before that was 7.4. Whew. And we have, yeah, we're missing Armstead, Kinlop, but the Chiefs killed our edges. Like, the way they coach defense, defensive ends, get up the field as fast as you can. Well, they let them get up the field fast, and then they ran, they killed us with these jet sweeps, those like little mm-hmm. puff passes to McCole Hardman, and ran outside, whether it was Hardman, Edwards Hilaire, the new running back, Pacheco. I think he was a seventh rounder. Looks like a first rounder to me. Runs. Mm-hmm. On, I've seen him last couple weeks. Chiefs are on prime time all the time. But nothing cures apparently Kyle Shanahan the 49ers like seeing the LA Rams. And there's just something kind of like what I said with Seattle, pure, organic. Do what we do. It feels like when they play the Rams, they go up to the line. The center says, we're hiking this on one and we're running left. Can you stop us? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, the Rams haven't. They did in the biggest game, which still blows. But, <laughs> yeah, they haven't. And I have serious pro- – uh, their offensive line is terrible, the Rams. And until they can fix that, I feel good. Today was our toughest game on the schedule. The rest We get the Rams, we get the bye. The Charger game's on Sunday night if it doesn't get flexed. Mm-hmm. That looks who'd, not who'd as tough. Who would have thought that? Yeah. It, it, that doesn't look as tough. We get the Rams in Mexico after that on Monday mm-hmm. night, which should I'm thinking might be a Niner home game. Saints, Dolphins don't look as bad. Tampa now at, at Levi's doesn't look as bad. Like it, we're gonna get healthier. We'll get McCaffrey going. I, I'm thinking more positive. Last year we were, I remember we were three and four, and then got obliterated by the mm-hmm. Junior Varsity Arizona Cardinals at Levi's, and we thought the world was about to cave in, and then we played the Rams. Mm-hmm. And whoop them on Monday night. So the ultimate get right team for Kyle. I don't know why like he, the Rams yeah. are good. I I talk yeah. about the Rams like there's some Super Bowl champs, and it's like oh yeah, woo, we're playing the Rams. Uh yeah, I today today the defense is a little concerning because first time really got worked hard, and uh, we yeah. were saying before the game today we were saying this is kind of a free roll for the Niners given injuries. Given it's Kansas City, if you win the game, you're like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. If you lose the game, you're like, let's get healthy, let's get right against the Rams. Seems like the Niners are in the meat of their schedule right now. They really got to turn it around quick. 
given that they're three and four at this point. Vikings five and one. I'm thrilled. We're coming off the bye. We got basically no injuries. I saw we have uh, the healthiest team in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus, which means you know it's a miracle. It's like every time the Vikings have a good team, there's always a catastrophic injury that ruins it. Teddy Bridgewater, Adrian Peterson, Sam Bradford, all these different things that happen to completely derail a season. This year, we're getting all the breaks the other way where we're playing against teams that they have had their QB injury. We have a pretty freaking easy schedule going forward. I was looking, I was like, I see 10-2. and two. I see another 5-1 and one stretch after the bye with the lone loss being at Buffalo. We're playing teams like Washington, Arizona. Uh, we play the Patriots, but it's at home on Thanksgiving. I feel pretty good about that game. I'm feeling positive right now, and I, I did not think coming into the season that the transition from Zimmer to O'Connell would have been this positive where it's like all of a sudden the team is just winning the last minute, you know, insane situations that we always found ways to lose under Zimmer the last two or three years. Everything's going the other way, and I think it's the culture change because O'Connell is so positive, and Zimmer, I love the guy, but the guys did not want to play for him the last couple years. All he would do is chew people out. What he did to Kellen Mond after that Packer game last year in the press conference, I think that was the nail in the coffin, and the players just had finally had enough where he's basically... Just absolutely shitting on his backup quarterback in the postgame presser. Like, yeah, I watch the guy practice every week. He's not NFL caliber. It's like, well, then why the hell did you draft him? Getting Zimmer out of the building has really changed the culture. I do feel positive. Um, but that, if we blow it to Arizona, you're going to hear something completely different next week. Isn't it a weird a weird thing to be comfortable about your about your, your team? It's, it's It's uncomfortable. It's extremely you know uncomfortable. It's you know it's coming. Sometime. Yeah, we we know the pain is coming. You and I are both A's and Sharks fans, and obviously the A's, you know, they had a good four or five season run there, but it's going to be a tire fire for the foreseeable future. And then the Sharks may be the worst contract situation in all of sports. So, like, for you, the Niners, for me, the Vikings, this is our only hope right now, and I'm happy that we are where we are. Obviously, we're not as good a team as our record indicates, but... This is all I have right now, so they better keep this train on the fucking tracks. Sharks won today, so I've had a great day. I don't, I don't really pay attention at all for football. Oh, they're a wagon. 2-6-0, and oh, baby. Tanks, tanks out for a day today. For one day. But yeah, I, Vikings, like I said, I'd be looking to hear the hear the, the chants at U.S. Bank Stadium in January. I think I just, there's... Oh. Hasn't been a home game. I mean, I watched, at, I watched, I watched Hard Knocks. Big line, big Lions guy after Hard Knocks. Well, that ended. Yeah, that's Chicago. Over. Bad. Pa- I, I guess you never can count the Packers out, especially if you are a Vikings fan. You just always have that, like, until they're dead, they're they're not dead. But mm-hmm. they look dead. But yeah, they they look look good. I mean, the fighting Kirks. Can't he believe does, he it. De- he deserves more credit. I text yeah, him. He deserves I'm, more credit than what he gets. This whole offseason, all I did was float Kirk to San Francisco trades over and over, and then Kirk to Houston or all these different spots, and you were like, dude, you don't realize how good you have it. And while I do think he's a little bit of a goober and not much of a leader, 
the dude has really proven a lot of people wrong uh, this season. He's always had the good stats, but this year we're finally having some fourth quarter comebacks, some moments where it like appears that his teammates are like starting to warm up to him. I see him wearing the like Flav of Flav bedazzled chain on the plane after winning a game. I'm like, maybe, maybe this is that one year that I've been looking for. Winning does that. (sighs) He he can do whatever he wants. He could do he could he could you like that all up and down the building all week. He keeps putting out wins. That's how we get the name of this podcast, Kirk Cousins. You like that, and Jimmy Garoppolo famously uh, feels good, baby, uh, when he was speaking to Aaron Andrews, uh, and we all kind of thought the same thing at that moment. Uh, let's go to the you like that. That's my segment. We're gonna go over the consensus form between Joey and I when we were doing our guesses. Uh, we're going to look at five games, and we're going to say, hey, I was way off on this one. Joey was way off on this one. Let's take a look and just see. Um, first one is going to be the Rams. Uh, we both thought that the Rams would be favored, and they're one-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm thinking I'll probably bet the Rams this week. I know it's at air quotes at home, but I don't know. Obviously, they got a lot of problems, but we both thought they'd be favored. And they're underdogs. I think we probably should bet that before it moves the other way. People are just going to see Rams at home and think, oh, they should be minus three. That's kind of what I thought. So that's that's one that I'm looking at. Uh, you thought Buffalo would be minus seven and a half, and it's ten and a half. So I'm thinking Green Bay is possibly like this is a kitchen sink game for them. I, I know we spent this whole podcast burying the Packers, but, I mean, this is their season, right? They have to come out firing in this one. Um I, they're, I they're, they're they're going they're going to a gunfight with a water gun. Oof. I can only hope so. I feel like this isn't a good emotional hedge spot though cuz obviously I'm going to be rooting huge I for would, Buffalo. I would I would say maybe they somehow, I mean, judging a little Packer Twitter today, follow a couple Packer people that I find somewhat interesting. Um they really want to run the like Aaron Jones, AJ didn't like they have a good running game, but they just refuse mm-hmm. to, to run the ball. Like I mean, you go up to Buffalo and just run it twenty, twenty five times, I I don't think you can. That stadium's gonna be absolutely an an electric factory. I'd Only time anyone's gone in there and done anything in the last year and a half was when it was a freaking windstorm and the Patriots only threw the ball three times and they got out of there with a win. I don't think there's any way that the Packers Buffalo's, come out of that victorious, but I mean, ten and a half is is probably decent given that this is going to be the kitchen sink game and what, for Kansas Lafleur City on buy. I mean, Buffalo Buffalo's trying to. I mean, they need the one seed. They're sick and I mean, people are sick and tired of going to Arrowhead mm-hmm. at the uh, end of January. So they, yeah, they got to keep the pedal to the metal. So we'll take a look at that one. Uh, may go the other way actually, but right now I'm I'm penciling myself in for Packers plus twelve and a half or plus ten and a half. Um, I think Philly's cheap at minus 10 after watching the Steelers' offense in the fourth quarter. Like I said, I think Pickett is actually better than I thought. But Philly off a bye against a team that just cannot score points. Like Obviously, like it's different with the Buffalo game because Aaron Rodgers has won back-to-back MVPs. You expect something from that game. I don't think Pickett's going to be able to score enough points to keep this within the number, so I like Philly minus 10 there. And then another one we... Both kind of like is Baltimore on Thursday night football. I mean, Tampa, I you would think before the season they would have been like maybe minus five and a half or six in this game, and they're plus three and a half now. So I guess a lot of the experts would say, oh, you, maybe you want to take Tampa 
now that they're such a big underdog. Because before the season, you would have thought they would have been way better. But, I mean, I have not seen anything from Tampa in the last three weeks to indicate that they should ever be bet on this season. So I, I think Baltimore's a good bet there. You think that's a good spot to go? Yeah. I Ravens don't encourage me a lot, but more than Tampa right now. And... I just yeah, I, Ravens. I think I think they'll be able to move the ball up and down. Tampa's defense right now. I mean, Carolina mm-hmm. did today. Holy smokes! Yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it sure seems like the last couple of weeks people have been talking about just blitz, bring the house every play mm-hmm. to Lamar. I I don't. Eventually, you think they got to figure that out. I I don't know. I think short week. I think Lamar might be able to take over his legs. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just... I don't like anything about Tampa right now. And then the final game that we were off quite a bit on was Indy and Washington. So I think we're going to look at Washington plus five there. I like that bet. I, I was surprised yes. when they were plus five. That's a good one. Um, final segment of the show. This is the feels great baby segment. Joey gives us his wildest take he feels best about at the moment. Obviously, we're texting each other all day, and I'm like, that's a pretty crazy take. You want to go with that one? Uh, you know, what are we thinking? Mike McGlinchey is the worst offensive tackle in the history of the NFL. All these different ones we're, we're, we're working through. And then you, I, I was like, hey, did you just see that play on red zone? And you go, I, I don't like red zone. I was, I was stunned. So th- this is your, your wildest take of the week? Yeah, I... If I'm on an island, I'm on an island. But, uh, yeah, red zone, in my personal, humble, honest opinion, quite overrated. Oh. I, I'm i not I, – I, I very much enjoy the bad bad football. And red zone, which I haven't watched – I'll admit, I haven't watched a whole lot. You just get fed really good plays, really good plays, really good – woo. It's – it's just I, I don't I like the game experience. I like you know, these commentators get paid a lot of money. I like to hear sometimes what they gotta say. I like to wow, drop back, rolls out and quarterback hits the Gatorade bottle. I kinda like it's fun. I I feel like I get more of the game experience. Red zone if you're super into fantasy football, I can see if you know if your team wasn't playing. I mean I guess I could see that, but man, I I just it. it it's not my thing. My dad and I have this this same argument all the time. He's like, you can't get any feel for the game. It's just exactly. constant excitement. I'm like, oh, yeah, constant excitement is just the worst. Getting the best play from every game and not being at the end of the day like, oh, I wonder what happened in the uh, in the Detroit-Dallas game. I wonder what happened in the Green Bay-Washington game. You can be like, well, I watched the important parts of all of them. Yes, you do lose a little bit of oh, I, I didn't get to see every play, so I didn't get to see all those run stuffs that the, the that Dallas had today against a good Detroit rushing attack. But you can keep, I feel like you can get most of that from the box score. I worship at the altar of red zone. I feel like this is one of your worst takes. I, I am off. I just, I... Who knows, maybe in a couple weeks when, when the Niners are on their bye, I might give it a try, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Scott Hansen? You know, Highly I caffeinated. <laughs> I I don't know. I I might be crazy, but 
Sign me up for another Denver Bronco game. Let's ride. <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. Yeah, I, to a 5-12 and 12 record. Couldn't have Rough a times. Guy. Could, uh, Mr. Unlimited is about to be... I could do a whole, I could do a whole podcast on him, but oh, we'll save that for 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 next week after uh, after they lose. Uh, who are they playing next week? Jacksonville and London. God, if they lose that one, I mean they got to think about firing Hackett. But that's a discussion for next week. Before we get out of Dodge, uh, anything we want to discuss outside of the NFL that happened this week? Um, I get, I, I'll lead us off here. I had a moment today in my rec league softball game I want to discuss. Um, scores 8-8 eight to eight in the top of the seventh. We play um, seven innings. Uh, we're the home team. I'm the pitcher. Uh, two and two count bases loaded in a tie game. I throw a really high pitch because it's a power hitter on the other team to try to entice him to swing at it. He lets it go past. It lands. It's a ball. For whatever reason, the runner on third thought that that was ball four and just starts breaking for the plate. The ball comes back to me like it normally does. I look over. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? I run over and tag him. Out. Unbelievable. I, they're looking around like, no, that was ball four. That was ball four. Big argument ensues. We move forward with the game. Our team, bases loaded in the bottom of the seventh, walk-off single up the middle for uh, my buddy Oscar. Incredible game. So that was a highlight of the week for me outside of the football world. I know everyone just loves hearing about uh, some random dude on the Internet's rec league softball game, but uh, I'll turn it over to you. Anything uh, eventful happened for you this week? First off, I got a question. Who, who, How did you get stuck playing softball on a Sunday in the fall? Yeah, I, I didn't really think that through. We started playing in January of last year. I remember this, the first that's a game. Long league. Yeah, well, this is season three. Each season is like three months long. The only game I missed last year in the playoffs was the Kansas City at or Kansas City versus Cincinnati AFC Championship game because of softball. And then every you know subsequent softball season, I'm playing during baseball and during hockey and during basketball, so it's not a big deal. These last few weeks where I'm playing softball on NFL Sundays, it's been different. <laughs> yeah, I, I... I'm trying to think. what I don't do much. I don't get out much. But Friday, I uh, chose to do a whole lot of yard work. Two hours yard work. Took, took the blower, blew all the leaves... I uh, I think I pissed off my neighbor because I had the blower probably about four or five feet from his door. And uh, all of a sudden I hear super loud music and uh, hadn't heard that in a few months, really since we moved. And uh, might have uh, blew some leaves into his yard on accident and uh, there's a little hole in the fence. Mm. Um, not like whole, but like, it's not like a perfect, not like a brick fence, you know, like we got in our, the back of our yard to the street, but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, might have an angry neighbor lived here three or four, four or five months now. I haven't, haven't met him. Don't know his name. Don't know if he's single guy married. He's the only person I've seen in that house, but, uh, 
Might get a not off on the right foot. Yeah, not off on letter. the right foot. But uh, yeah, just another day at a day of work tomorrow. Super awesome week coming up. We are going to Hawaii in a couple weeks. Actually, finally got that Fantastic. box check, checked. Um, Oahu, I think is what we're doing. Very She's nice. never been to Oahu, but uh, I went years ago with my with my family and. Uh, she she got me to go there because she said it's the Vegas of Hawaii. Yeah, I would agree with that. Downtown Waikiki is very much like, you know, like you're walking the Vegas Strip. Incredible food, uh, a lot of opportunities for you to go with it to uh, places other than Jack in the Box. I will find I know that's Jack devastating, in the Box there. He will find the one Jack in the Box on the island of Oahu. Um, so that's it, man. Look, we did it. Our first ever episode of a podcast. We we is ran this, a little bit longer. Call, is this what they call a pilot? It, I guess it might be a pilot. My my wife is an editor. She's big in the entertainment industry. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. maybe she would shout, call this shout her out. Shout her yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, kind of a big deal. She is a big deal, and and I think she would call this a pilot. Maybe I don't know. It's going to be released and listened to by, I would think between one and four people, which is you know huge for us. Huge for the brand. Oh, it's going to be but, more than uh, that. It's going to be more than that oh. because I know I've told that people enough, and and whether they want it, they want to listen to to the takes, whether they want to listen to the insight, whether they want to listen to see if my you know wonderful tech skills could figure out how to use this, or maybe they just want to laugh at us. But they're going to be listening. I you put it on TikTok and and uh, I, I showed. Uh, a couple people, and they were like, you've already had like 250 people look at this. I'm like, I don't know 250 people. That's the magic of social media, man. I'm glad we got this Put first one done. Yeah, let's get us in the algorithm, man. Let's get some of that Alex Cooper money. You know, let's get it rolling. Call me, This is a great, great first episode. <laughs> oh, now that would have been the name for the podcast. Call me, Daddy. Very nice. Awesome first episode, man. Good catching up with you yet again. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Uh, to everybody who listened, thank you so much. Uh, this has always been something that uh, Joey and I have fans. wanted to do. Oh, yeah, our fan, plural, I guess, maybe. Uh, pretty much everyone who's going to be listening to us at this point is related to us, so thank you for listening. Um, but awesome first pod, man. Good seeing you, and we'll do it again next week. You like that? I did like it. It felt great, baby. <laughs> All right. See you guys. See ya.